Rewind Podcast, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. I'm Tony Stark Camarena. <laughs> I'm Alicia Thayer. And this episode is part two of the original Iron Man. So this part will cover from Tony's return to Tony getting his arc reactor stolen and reinstalled. And once again, we are going to be using the Wikipedia summary for this part, so here it is. After being rescued by Rhodes, Stark returns home and announces that his company will no longer be manufacturing weapons. Obadiah Stane, his father's old partner and the company's manager, advises Stark that this may ruin Stark Industries and his father's legacy. In his home workshop, Stark builds a, a sleeker, more powerful version of the improvised armor suit, as well as makes a more powerful arc reactor for his chest. Personal assistant Pepper Potts places the original reactor in, inside a small glass showcase. The stain requests details Stark keeps his work to himself. At a charity event held by Stark Industries, reporter Christine Everhart informs Stark that his company's weapons, including the Jericho, were recently delivered to the Ten Rings and are being used to attack Yinsen's home village of Gulmira. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stark also learns Stain is trying to replace him as head of the company. Enraged by these revelations, Stark dons his new armor and flies to Afghanistan where he saves the village- villagers. While flying home, Stark is shot at by two F-22 Raptor fighter jets. He reveals his secret identity to Rhodes over the phone in an attempt to end the attack. Meanwhile, the Ten Rings gathers the pieces of the Stark prototype armor and meet with Stain, who subdues Raza and has the rest of the group killed. Stain has a massive new suit re- reverse-engineered from the wreckage, seeking to find any other weapons delivered to the Ten Rings. Stark sends Pepper to hack into the company computer from Stain's office. She discovers Stain has been supplying the terrorists and hired Ten Rings to kill Stark, but the group, it- but the group reneged. Potts meets with Agent Phil Coulson Yay! of the S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> a counterterrorism agency, to inform of him of Stain's activities. And that's where we go. Alright, so this picks up... Uh, he's rescued three months after he was captured by the Ten Rings. Which I think I still call the on. Because his, the amount of recovery time he needed would have taken way longer. Yeah, well, he he that hole in his chest has been covered up by the arc reactor, so it's not like just an open. I know she's giving me this look, like I'm being ridiculous. Cause I am being ridiculous. I I don't the have the only reason he survives this is plot armor. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing he requests, is, well, he requests two things. He requests uh, press a conference. press conference and cheeseburgers. Which, not in that order. Not in that order. <laughs> cheeseburgers and a press conference. <laughs> Which makes me think, like, after three months of eating whatever, um, out of out of a box of scraps, assumingly, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever slop they've been given, yeah. Because God, I can't imagine they were feeding him well. I mean, it's not very rich foods. Mm-mm. I think uh, the cheeseburgers would make him very sick, right? Yeah. After his system's getting used to whatever little nutrients he's been given. We don't see it though. Yeah. So that's fine with me, cause no, no on the puke. Thanks. No way. Uh, but cheeseburgers from Burger King. Product yeah. placement? Probably. <laughs> Probably that and the Audi. You know. Well, definitely, <laughs> definitely the Audi. But he returns to Pepper Potts happy and roadie. Yes. And I thought like, he was he was happy to return to Pepper Potts also. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, I'm glad you returned because she had to start applying for jobs. I was like, why did she wait the three months? They're, they're bantering. They're like showing, they're trying to pretend like they don't really care. Oh, I know, yeah. but he's been gone for three months. Uh, as far as I can tell, perhaps Obadiah Steen is the only one know, that knows he was kidnapped and held for ransom because you never really see it further in the things. Nobody makes reference to it. So if he's the only one that knows he was officially kidnapped, um, A. Why did she wait the three months to stay with the company? Was she being paid? Well, uh, she's his personal assistant. Right. Who pays her? She pays herself. She probably does her own (laughs) payroll. We do see that she buys her own birthday presents. Oh, that dress was amazing, by the way. Yeah, so I'm sure she's like, she's saying she's keeping hope alive. Mm -hmm. Where really, she's paying herself (laughs) <laughs> and not having to do anything. This is a three-month vacation for Pepper Potts. Right. <laughs> well, imagine how many people for Tony Stark would be out of a job if he was dead. Pepper Potts, happy, 
uh, and quite a few of the other staff, which mm. I'm sure we never see. His private jet. Right? Oh, my God. There's all of those people. <laughs> Although, I, I'm actually a little curious about that. Because a little bit later in the movie, um, when they're flirting at the Fireman's Gala? I forget what the I, name of that honestly, event was. It's an event yeah, of some sort. Yeah. I, remember yeah. th- I remember firemen being thrown in there. Anyway. so there Don't were th- throw firemen in here. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere. This is not the Incredible Hulk. He's not throwing firemen. Did he throw? No, I don't oh, think he threw firemen. Um, he would have. It's so a terrible anyway. waste of firemen. <laughs> so anyway, no, it, it, don't let any firemen be left behind. So at the party at the event, yes, um, uh, they're they're flirting, and and she says that she doesn't like it because she works with these people, right? You know, everyone else that's there, all the other Stark people that are right. there, yeah. Which kind of makes it sound like she has other duties that are more than just personal assistant. Well, she handles this paperwork, which we do see later, uh, or at least in the beginning of the movie. She comes down and was like, hey, I need you to do this, there's Mm -hmm. this and that. So it's potential that she does have to work with the company a bit, because she's got to get that paperwork delivered, but but she's a personal assistant. She's also, though, qualified to take over Stark Industries in Iron Man 2. Anybody's qualified to take over an industry. I don't think As so. As a CEO, uh, there have been people that have moved up from the bottom of the rank, not getting any degrees, and just moved up through the company to become CEO. Well, that doesn't mean they're not qualified. Yeah, that's a completely separate task, right? I mean, she's qualified as in she's been with the company for so long, mm-hmm. uh, working with, uh, I assume he's the CEO? Uh, working with yeah. the, he working the with He owns Stark Industry. I don't know if he's... Oh. I mean, the board bounces him out, and that is like something I see in... Well, I see in Spider-Man that happened to Norman Osborn. I don't know business. <laughs> well, that just means he doesn't own. He doesn't 51 own percent of the shares. company. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But which I can't imagine he doesn't fix later. Well, he definitely does, mm-hmm. um, because he still has the ability to make her CEO. Right, but but going back to the the other point, I mean, she basically works in that capacity, right? Yeah. She's yeah. she at least understands what he has to do every day and from that perspective yeah, so, in terms of getting things signed okay. and so, I don't know. Whatever. So I guess I could see where it, at least the party she's like, oh no, 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 no. Uh, I yeah. work with these people. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, so that makes sense. Uh, at the Scala or whatever it is, we do see the return of Christine Everhart. We're not at the Gala yet. We're still at the... Wait, um, I thought we were at the Gala. No, we brought up the Gala. <laughs> well, we haven't even done the... Um, the press conference yet? Well, shenanigans. With the, <laughs> with okay, the introduction, the, the introduction of the most important character of the entire MCU, Coulson! Philip Coulson. No, his first name's Agent. <laughs> Agent <laughs> Phil Coulson. Does he have a middle name? Because when you said Philip, I really wanted, I wanted you to, to say Jay. Philip J. Yeah, because I'm of Pride. I'm sure in Shield they have said his middle name. I don't remember it. Do you have the highest security clearance for this? <laughs> I am level six. Is there is, is there a level seven? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, going on. But Colson, Colson uh, is part of the strategic strategic homeland intervention and enforcement logistic division. If I remember that correctly, mm-hmm. I think you did. Good job, because there was no way I was ever going to remember that. I'm. I might be wrong. We will correct it sometime in the future, if not. But it just lists his name as Philip Coulson. Okay, so, so we don't know his uh, middle name yet. Name. Phil Philip um, Horatio Horatio Coulson. <laughs> um, call Shield that long name, even though we know from future things that they've been around since post World War Two. Right. I think it's because. Tony knows what S.H.I.E.L.D. is because his dad is part of it, and he doesn't want him to, like, instantly connect it. connect it, yeah. That makes a lot more sense, because I was thinking the same thing. Towards the end there, he says S.H.I.E.L.D. Kind of one of the other things I was thinking is, if they don't have a acronym essentially for it they're not really government program well they're not yeah they're not but (laughs) i was mainly wondering how long have they been around because again shield was around in different capacities under Mm -hmm. a different name well ssr um becomes shield in 1947 or 48 um according to the agent carter one shot okay yeah so it's been around since the 40s at maybe 50s, at least. <laughs> oh, so then completely ignore what I said. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so... Anyway, we get S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. without getting S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Strategic Homeland Intervention and Enforcement right. and Logistic Division? Mm-hmm. Yes? 
which we get Agent Coulson, which is awesome, who wants to debrief Tony, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So somebody besides Stane knew that he was kidnapped officially. It sounds like a good handful of people probably knew. Right. right? But I mean, I'm sure he told enough people in the military when they when it was stolen. I mean, again, we don't know what yeah. Rhodey was up to, but right. he obviously lived when well, he was a Humvee. Well, Rhodey, I mean, Rhodey and Pepper are the only one who knows about the arc reactor. We know about that. Right. Because Stane goes later, he goes... Asked him to see the reactor, and he goes, "Who told you, Rhodey or Pepper?" And it was like, "It was Rhodey." Rhodey probably told the superiors. That's an easy yeah. way for it to get up to shield. I think we do notice later, because especially when we come back to Iron Man two, when he takes one of the suits. Yeah. Uh, he definitely is getting that from superior orders to basically get a hold of one of those sort of things. So we do know that Rhodey is definitely taking orders, despite being. Tony's friend. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, uh, Tony holds this press conference mm-hmm. where I love the fact that he tells everybody to sit down. Sit down? He's like, <laughs> no, just, I'm not standing. I mean, I've been, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been held hostage for three months. I'm going to sit down. You guys should all sit down. Yeah. And well, then. I, I do want to point out, I really like how when he was doing that, again, we kept talking about the open heart surgery in the middle of the desert and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. But he, his arm is in a sling, and that's it? That's the only thing? Only, yeah, that, only real damage? No, I'm sorry. Well, that's... he's had three months for his chest to heal in that case. It's still he doesn't need to go to the doctor. Oh, okay. Still that's, shenanigans. That's but um, one of the things he says is he never got to say goodbye to his dad, which, again, we see in Civil right. War, um, him regretting that. But this is the only time in this movie where he really talks about his father. Where his father's legacy is a huge part of Tony's character and moving forward in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So I just find that kind of interesting. Well, it that... comes back up, I think, in... Is it 2 when in... they do the expo? We yeah. see the flashback for that? Yeah, in yeah. 2, in um, 3, anytime he talks to Captain America, because he's just comparing himself to Captain America. Cap... idolizes Howard because he doesn't know any better? Well, no, he doesn't. Okay. He knew Howard, and... Right. Uh, Ka- um, Howard probably talked about Captain America as Endlessly. this perfect, I mean, this perfect person to compare Tony to growing up. Right. And just probably Tony messed him up. a lot. Yeah, that yeah. probably messed Tony up quite a bit. Yeah, so, um. Which is why they butt heads so yeah, that's much. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like it would cause a war or something. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Spoilers. we press conference and. And he shuts down. The weapons manufacturing part of this weapons manufacturing business. Right, which is kind of like their bread and butter sort of thing. Yeah, which I understand, like, from a moral standpoint, that's a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there would be better ways to do it from a business standpoint and not getting kicked out. You could slowly phase it out. Like, not yeah. imme- Like he, he basically is like, no, we're done. We're stopping right now. Which, I'm sorry, you just killed tons of jobs for whoever's been making mm-hmm. those weapons. Yeah, you, uh, you go into clean energy, which he eventually does. Right. But, but he's got this arc reactor technology in his chest that mm-hmm. can power how much did you say in the last episode? Uh, the same as a nuclear reactor. Yeah, yeah. one of the little tiny little things. <laughs> he has at least four. Uh, by the end of uh, Civil War, I'm sure he has at least four of them. Oh, at least. <laughs> I know he has a bunch, a and bunch he's more. Got, uh, well, he's but, got like 47 um, suits at the end of Iron Man 3 right? that all have arc reactors. No, at the end of them, he has no suits. At the scene right before the end of Iron Man 3. <laughs> he has no suits. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm... Uh, no. Just, well, oh. yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so um, he... Shuts us down, and obviously Stain is not a happy man. Oh, no, because, uh, wait, uh, he's been selling weapons illegally, which we find out? Well, yeah. At the gala? And, yeah, he, the gala that we're not at yet. The gala we're not at yet, as I know. Because he goes and confronts Tony about this, and the only man who can make a Segway look cool <laughs> is Jeff Bridges <laughs> rolling up on that Segway to talk to him. <laughs> they see me rolling. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Anyway, uh, so he's obviously not happy about that, and I think he basically says that the the board isn't going to be happy about it, and mm-hmm. he, he'll deal with it, and Tony trusts him. Well, yeah, he has, Tony has no reason not to trust him. 
I mean... At that point. At, yeah, definitely. He has no idea what Stain has done. Right. So he, so basically, he he's basically given Tony leeway to go work on a the new Iron Man suit and b the the remaking the arc reactor. Yeah, well, he actually tries to talk Tony out of doing the arc reactor. It's a thirty year old technology, as he says, to, uh, to make to shut the hippies up. Oh no, I'm talking about the little one, the the new one he makes. Well, yeah, but um. The fact, in 30 years, you have this technology and you have no one try to look into it. Right. Well, they, they said they did. They said it was a dead-end technology. Yeah. Right? right. They could only get it that big, and it's just for show at this point. It, sure, right. it's powering that whole thing, but... It's powering the whole building, but yeah, it's, it's it, doing nothing really more than that. Exactly. So. There could be a lot more going on that we don't know. Maybe there's maintenance costs that are through the roof, mm -hmm. right? Maybe yeah. there's... Uh, some parts just keep breaking or busting, or maybe it's not as clean as we think it is. Mm -hmm. you know, something to that effect. That's true. So they, they have said they've looked into that technology. They just never perfected it until, I guess, Tony, Tony Stark, Stark makes a tiny, tiny one. Yeah, with, you know, pieces of scraps <laughs> in a cave. <laughs> a box of scraps. box of scraps. In a cave! We're going to find some that. way to incorporate scraps into every single one of these, aren't we? No, I feel, I feel like every movie will have its own quote. <laughs> okay. Um, so, one quote I like about their confrontation is uh, Stan go tells Tony that they're iron we're Ironmongers, which is the name of... What, the his, suit he makes later? Yeah, the Ironmonger, which they I don't think they ever call it that, because it's the MCU thing to do, is not really call it by not their Not name own. it, but yeah. we all know what it is. A lot is. of the villains calling, you're an abomination, like, oh, because in the comics he's an abomination, oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah. uh... Um, in uh, Avengers 2 Age of Ultron right they instead of calling him Vision they call him he's the a, Vision or was he's it Ultron's a, he's, Vision he's Ultron's Vision mm. yeah or remember that part in um, Captain America First Avenger where he goes oh my god he has a red skull oh, wait no I think I imagined that <laughs> <laughs> so what I really want to see is I want to see young Obadiah Stane working with Howard Stark because I want to see what he was before he was corrupted evil or if he was always corrupt and evil and just he went so many years without anyone realizing it i'm gonna go with that one yeah but i'm i really you know what i really expected stain to have something to do with uh howard and and maria's murder yeah i, I really expected that and i was a little disappointed when they did bucky i was like oh like i get why they did it that way but i felt like stain should have had more to do with it mm -hmm. because if he's really as corrupt as he as he appears to be, why wouldn't he have killed off the parents to... Tony wasn't old enough at the time. He would have had control of the control well, of the company. I have a theory based on something that happens later in this episode we're actually going to talk about, mm -hmm. about Stain's motivations. But we'll get that there when we get there. Okay. So, um, when uh, Tony makes a new reactor, mm -hmm. right? He because makes pepper put in it? Yeah, he makes pepper in. First of all, from she's Ava... such a girl about it. Yes, she... I would be the same. I Ew. would not. Inside bits. Oh, it no. wasn't even inside bits. It was it was, it was yeah, but it looks a metal like your casing going into his yeah, chest. but it's going into his chest with like gooey stuff. I guess stuff I'm the weird out. girl in this part because I have no... I've dissected things, and every other girl I know is like, oh my god, oh. Ah! and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Well, it's everyone has their different things. My wife's medical assistant, she finds this medical stuff really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm a teacher. I don't find it cool, but I can handle throw up and snot where she freaks out over that stuff. I, I don't. I don't do yeah, saliva. I, I saliva grosses me out. So it's like if drunk Tony doesn't phase Pepper Potts because she can handle vomit. She cannot handle bodies like inside of the blood and stuff like that mm -hmm. so it's just like this situation between you and me you can handle saliva oh, or you can't handle you can't handle, you can't handle saliva, saliva but you can handle blood where i'm the opposite okay also how often are you asked to stick your hands inside of someone's chest because that's not. a new one <laughs> this is a new one <laughs> this is true i mean anyone who's not a surgeon I hope you are rarely asked that. <laughs> <laughs> rarely to never. 
<laughs> really <laughs> never. Um, just, just, uh, I just need a favor. I just need to just <laughs> stick your hand, stick your hand in my chest. I, I know, I know, it's my... a little weird, but uh, yeah, no. <laughs> she touched my heart. No, no physically. <laughs> <laughs> physically, I think I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> Don't pull out the magnet. Yeah. And she pulls she... out the. St- and she doesn't know what operation is. He goes, right? it's like, don't, don't touch, touch the, the sides. Like, operation. It's like, what? It's like, the game, operation. operation, that as an American child, you've probably played or seen a commercial for on right. Nickelodeon. Right? There's no <laughs> way nobody knows about operation. I mean, okay, there's some magical way somebody doesn't know about operation, but seriously, she doesn't know about operation. And Tony knows about it, which, I'm sorry, he's a giant child. He would have had that somewhere around the house and probably would have made her play it when he was bored at some point. Well, I'm I'm a giant child. Uh, Al and Alicia were in my uh, house, right and... You. And I have my collection of pop vinyls I'm looking at right now. I don't have Operation here because I have moved beyond that because I can afford video games. Where Tony Stark can afford everything because he's a billionaire. He's probably got a life-size version of Operation. He'll probably hire a person and just perform an operation. Oh, God, no. The the little ramifications of that alone. Maybe he wouldn't because he's not a good person, but he's not an evil person either. No, no, God, no. Um... He'd have, like, one of those cadavers that you could practice on. Maybe, or not, maybe. not a if cadaver, he, he but, wanted, you know, like, the medical... Yeah, if he ones. wanted to, even. Yeah. I don't know if he's interested in that. But uh, one thing from a movie-making standpoint, the prosthetic body of Robert Downey Jr., like, it's obviously you're not really putting her hand inside the real person. That was really good um, practical effects. Yes. Oh, yeah, that Agreed. worked out well. Um, and it was, one of the things re-watching, I forgot, it's kind of deep. How far her hand has to go oh, in there to start pulling? Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, like, like that's right almost. Here. Does the, his? It's does, more than his does chest. Tony's back have like a metal like the bottom of the cup? <laughs> <laughs> does it just go all the way? Then his heart's gone. Well, or his heart's they, on the left, right? The the revolver, the the things. The, the arc reactor is like in the middle. Yeah. So technically, yeah, you would eclipse some of the heart. Probably. I mean, yeah, that's that's terrifying. There's a lot of <laughs> lot of iffy things going on in there. I do like when she yanks out the, um, the, magnet. the magnet. She's like, Tony's going to die soon. And she's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Like, no, put it back in his chest. <laughs> <laughs> you keep she's saying like, it's going to be okay. He's not going to be okay. He's like, no worries. I'm just going through cardiac arrest. It's like, oh God, no. Yeah, no. I do like how it shows from his character perspective how calm he is. Like, well, I'm going to die. Yeah, I'm going to cardiac arrest. I'm probably going to die. Like, no, no, no. It's all right, Pepper. Just just do this thing. Okay. All right, good. I'm alive now. Well, well that oh, makes good. me think Tony's not really going to die. He's just doing it to Blood freak. <laughs> no, no. He's doing it to freak her out. He probably has it, like, in that chair. He probably has, like, a magnet that he can stay there and probably be okay for, like, an hour if he drops it and then has to call <laughs> Pepper or something. He's he's a very smart person. He's not going to do true. it without a little bit of safety. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. He builds an Iron Man suit and goes to war. So he's not... He's kind of reckless as well. That's true. He's probably just kind of playing it to the, to the chest there. Didn't mean to make that kind of kind of relation. Um, but one of the things I was going to bring up a little bit later is the way he tests stuff. And, you know, maybe he was just kind of hoping for the best there. Maybe worst case scenario, if Pepper didn't show up, he was going to have one of those robots grab it. Dummy, dummy or... or you or Butterfingers. Yeah, see, I only remember Dummy. At least he's got the yeah, best. Yeah, I like the robots. So, oh, uh... <laughs> I know the robots' names. I'm a giant dork. So, um, he goes to see uh, Rhodey at whatever he's doing, um, what tour Rhodey's giving. Mm-hmm. But, um, how is Rhodey going to help him? Is Ro- he's going to use Rhodey as his test subject? Before he decides to, because I don't know, Cause I don't he know really why he's he's. Got, I mean, Rhodey's his friend. He, I but. thought he just wanted to show things to him. I thought he just wanted to be like, "Hey, look what I built!" Like, I'm sorry if you build something super cool, you want to be like, "Hey, hey, come see this." Yeah. And Rhodey's his go-to person for that. It, it's Rhodey is literally his best friend, even though Tony doesn't always treat him well. He's still like, "Hey, hey, come here! I, I want to show you this thing." And yeah. I, I don't know. I do that thing. I'm like, "Oh, ooh, come see this." Same here. And you can also make the argument that, again, being stuck in the desert for three months, he just kind of wants to see his buddy. Yeah. Well, he kind of wants some human interaction that isn't going to beat him to pieces. That's true. And not, I mean, uh, Rhodey's judgmental. I think this Rhodey is a lot 
more business than the um, Don Cheadle's roadie. I like that. Don Cheadle's roadie goes out to lunch with Tony and Iron Man 3. They replaced it without anything and thought we wouldn't notice. No, they they, they call that out. But we'll, um, yeah, roadie is all business. Yeah. Yeah, this roadie is all business from what I see. It's like, I can't really see, or in this movie, them hanging out outside of... Right. Military stuff. Yeah, the, the the when they replaced him with the other actor whose name I'm gonna Don consistently Cheadle. fix. Forget. Uh, I'm terrible with actors except for the ones I know. Um, so I'm sorry now if I keep forgetting people because that's just gonna happen. It's Don Cheadle. D- Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you need a whiteboard so we can write it up. Don Donald J Cheadle. <laughs> is that really his middle name? I, J is really called my middle name starts with a J. I'm gonna assume most people's do. Mine does not. Homer's. Homer Simpson's starts yes. with a J. So does Bart. What does it stand for? J-A-Y. J. Well, that's Homer's. Oh, Is that Bart's also? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> Alright, and I'm yeah. wearing a Simpson shirt right now. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so... Okay, so... Where were we? Uh, Rhodey's all business. Oh, yeah, Rhodey's all business. So oh. we get to the fact that he's built the Iron Man suit now, and he's testing in it. My favorite five second clip of Iron Man is when he puts it at 10%. He's trying to repulse it for the first time <laughs> and he flips backwards and hits the ceiling. <laughs> and lands on the car. I, and then gets sprayed by a dummy. I loved that scene. Oh, that was great. The Just whole, the the whole watching him, not the car, not the car, not the car. Yeah, we, we keep seeing over, you know, all these scenes of him testing these different things and it never works out for him. No. Just like any other time you build something for the first right, time. Right, exactly. You're never going to build it, was, it right. It was much more believable in that sense. And it was great. Did um, Tony make the time to reconstruct the Mark One in his hologram? Because he has the plans. And he didn't bring the plans with him. No, I, I assume he has it mentally. Yeah, they talk about or show really how smart he is. I'm not sure he probably has that. But, oh, hey, maybe I'll do things. A I wouldn't bit be surprised. Okay, yeah, he has a little bit of an edict memory. Yeah, but he builds it. He builds it in the hologram, and then he throws out most of what he just built. Right. That could have been like a start with the stone and then make the sculpture from there kind of perspective, right? Like, yeah. hey, this is what I had at first. Let me think about it some more. All right, I don't want any of this stuff because that was stupid. Let's make it this. Maybe it's just because I'm not an engineer, but for me that feels like a lot of wasted time. There's a lot of wasting time. Okay, yeah, that happens. Yeah. Um. So he uses ten percent of thrust capability, and he gets in the roof. He uses one percent of thrust capability, and he can fly. All right. How much power does, does he this have? Does he have at 100? Holy cow. I have no idea, but he's able to go, you know, Mark. Did they say how fast he goes later on? Like no, Mark but he de- he definitely breaks sound barrier mm-hmm. multiple times. Um, He gets to Afghanistan in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, unreasonable amount of time. <laughs> yeah. So he could be doing that. And then again, at the same time, that's a certain percentage. He might be doing that at a lower percentage most of the time just for battery saving perspective, right? It's true. Yeah, yeah I like, uh, there's this one part where he's trying to hand repulsor peppers there. And he's, you know, what, does he break a TV or shatter his uh, glass? I think the glass, one? the glass oh, yeah. doors. I had a note about that. But from the special effects, you see, like, if you watch it in slow motion, which I actually paused it at that part, mm-hmm. you can see the, um... The repulsor disrupting the air right before it fires. I just think that's a really cool effect. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is. So, going back to that whole scene, uh-huh. and I kind of, and later scenes also, who cleans that up? Does he <laughs> Not have him. a robot to clean up the yes. dummy? Okay. Dummy? Um, I'm sure, well, no. I was going to say I'm sure Pepper has someone, but he wouldn't let just a maid go down to his... No, God, no. That's what I was wondering, exactly. Because later in the movie, we see other stuff happen where, like, he's breaking concrete. Who's cleaning that? Because the Somebody robot, he's got to be, gotta be super... Pepper, or he has an automated design for Jarvis to be able to, you know, shift the entire room while having magnets and all the stuff so it doesn't fall over and all the debris falls. I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Tony to do that. No, I think he's probably got to trust a contractor because who had to build it in the first place? 
That's true, yeah. He's someone probably had to got, go in there. He's probably got somebody he's, who's super trusted, or he pays well enough to not screw with him. Yeah. Um, so there's that. So, um... To the gala? To the gala, to him building the Mark II, the silver suit. Which he then paints red and gold. Well, not yet. That's the Mark III. <laughs> but him, his first test flight. So, going back to the plot armor thing, and yes. talking about his testing. So, every time he's working on it, again, when we're talking about not exactly montage, but him building this stuff, and it's just error after error, right? Where he's making all of this stuff. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's like, all right, now let's put everything together. We have a suit. All right, let's just go out there. And everything just works perfectly except for the ice at the end. But the the luck of that just happening to work out, like that at that point I call that's that's just shenanigans. Luck. Yeah, shenanigans. <laughs> I call shenanigans, shenanigans sir. No, I uh, I agree. And the fact that um Jarvis calls him out on that, that doesn't excuse the fact that, <laughs> that there's been no um I can't remember the words, but Finding out the level, um, speed, to see if the speedometer is even correct. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he almost dies, and then he goes through two layers of his house. Right. <laughs> two floors. Yeah, and he, he yeah, that's right, because he fell from a couple, like, like three, like three feet, feet above the car. How yeah. heavy is Mark Two? Is well, many pounds? I was going to say it's at least probably 40 to 60. Oh, I think way more than that because he fell from, like, three feet through two floors. He th- the roof so, was just concrete, and then the, gra- the piano, the ground, into a car, destroying the car. Now, we don't know so how strong ton, that first maybe? ground is. Half a ton? I'm, I mean, probably. Like, I don't know. I mean, we don't know the tensile strength of the, the ground that yeah, he falls well, through. Well, I can imagine maybe the roof not being as strong because it's a roof. You don't expect things... But the ground, mm-hmm. <laughs> after being slowed down by the roof, mm-hmm. and then being destroyed, destroying the car. Right. So, um, I like, they use this, um, throughout all the movies, the face cam idea. Mm-hmm. Where you can see Robert Downey Jr.'s face. Yes. Close up with all the, uh, heads up I, display. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that concept. I think that works great. Although I do, that's one of those things that I have a, a side tangent complaint about a lot of these superhero movies these days and other movies too but movies these days all right old man yeah, rant go. yeah old man rant and my my old man God, i can't wait to be old that I, <laughs> then i have an excuse for these old man rants uh where we're basically i go to these movies and i want to see the superhero doing cool superhero stuff but mm-hmm. we see characters without their masks too often mm-hmm. yeah and they did. I thought it was great the you know the hologram that face cam that you're talking yeah. about. But in later movies, we see Tony Stark a lot. Where I want to see Iron Man, a lot. especially right. Iron Man three. In the it. comics, he he doesn't reveal himself for a long period of time. They literally talk about Tony Stark, and um, and and he doesn't say anything against him because he's in the Iron Man suit. Well, that's a, um, I want to get into that in the next episode. But my favorite thing about the MCU is there aren't a lot of secret identities. I do really like that. Yeah, because um, I'm a moderate fan of the DCCW shows. And, like, the first season of The Flash, or the first season of Arrow, or the first season of many, many shows, where he can't tell his friends that he's um, the superhero, it's just like, why not? There's no reason. It's just added drama for no reason. I'm just like it's drama. Yeah, it's it's drama, but it's like you don't need it in a movie. You don't. You didn't. It's part of Spider-Man, but you didn't need it in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Or you, I mean, I'm glad that he, there are no very few secret identities, with the exception of like Daredevil, and I don't know who else. I think that might be the only one in the MCU. I think you're right so far. That's the only one. Yeah, I think so. Which I'm totally fine with there being one. We don't have to go through this whole thing with 
a bunch of different heroes. Right. Um, I do know that for, I don't know if technically it counts as a superhero movie, but the Dread with uh, Carl Urban, he never removes his mask. And I was super happy with that. Yeah, but it wasn't the... Uh, was it? It wasn't a secret identity thing, though. It wasn't. It was just he's a symbol. He's not. It's still. It's still something though of like, hey, we have all these unmaskings regularly. It's yeah. like it's nice to be like, hey, we know who you are. Like as as the people, we mm-hmm. know who you are. The the audience, we know who you are. But it's nice to be like, hey, he didn't reveal himself to everybody. Like there may be a chosen few who know, but mm-hmm. the more he gets like. One of the things that bothered me with uh, the Spider-Man movies uh, was, especially on the on the train for uh, Spider-Man yeah. Two. I'm sorry, you just found out the superhero's identity. That's a awesome. And B, um, why aren't we telling people? That's how our world works. Yeah, and, I, well, and it, it bothered me that the yeah I can see them going a we're defending him, but later on, you, I'm sorry, I'm revealing who your is. No, it's uh. uh... The well in those movies, in those Sam Raimi movies, it was about showing how great New York City is, mm-hmm. especially right after September 11th. Has he been to New York City? Not that Spider Man has not been to New York City because that's not the real New York City. From you know, I'm a California person. I've been to New York City once when I was 14, but that's not New York City. It's not New York City. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Like, don't get me wrong. I like New York City, but. Yeah. People there are not generally nice. No. I mean, they're not... The odds of everyone being in that train car being, being a super, good person... Yeah, right. Who... It's, it's very rare and very not likely. So, um, after Tony crashes through multiple levels of his home, all he has is an ice pack on his head, first of all. <laughs> Which, shenanigans. And then he goes... And sees the gala on TV that he's not invited. He has not been informed about. Maybe he was invited. I to. think he was informed about because I think Pepper informed him about it in the first portion of the movie and a part of the paperwork she was talking about. I think he was uh, invited to maybe, it, and he was just like, maybe hey, there were a bunch of yeah. events like don't hurry me about that. That's however many months. Yeah, yeah. But we get to go to the gala, which yes. at least you've been excited which, about. Oh my god, the dress! I I love that dress. I it's so pretty. Yeah. I do like, um, we get our Stanley cameo there. Yes, yes, With we him do. At, him as Hugh Hefner. <laughs> and then we see, and then it's the return of Coulson. Yes, the return of Coulson, and we also get the return of Christine Everhart. Yeah, Christine Everhart. Well, um, before Christine Everhart, we see Coulson, the... He tries to make another appointment with Tony for his debriefing. Right. Which, of course, Tony's like, eh. Tony's like, yeah, well, we'll I'll go talk to my personal assistant about making that date. (laughs) Because he sees Pepper in that dress, and he's like, hello. And he basically agreed to a day also, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he did. Because that shows up later. He just... Or is it him? No, or is it Pepper that agrees to that day? I think it's Pepper that agrees to that day. No, Pepper never talks to him again until later. It's a coincidence, because he makes the plan at Stark offices mm-hmm. to show up on that day. It's a coincidence that Pepper's there. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Well, Pepper was sent by Tony, so isn't it a coincidence? Are you sure Tony, it's a coincidence? Or did this, Tony just send... Coulson's, <laughs> um, Coulson's uh, discussion with Tony goes in Tony's ear rather the other. He does then not recall Then why would she know him? Because they met at the I'm press conference. Sure, right, they, I'm they pretty sure met. they made an, an appointment. No, because Tony wouldn't, or Coulson wouldn't be here. Right now, trying to get in contact with. I him. think I thought they made an appointment at the gala. This is yeah, that's what we're talking. No, no, about. not Tony. I thought he talked to Pepper a little bit at the gala and made an appointment. No, they never. They don't show them talking at the gala. Oh, okay, well, I could be wrong. Yeah, um, so. I feel like they should have. <laughs> Maybe he should have. He should have talked to Pepper because Pepper's much more responsible than Tony. Right. Could have happened off camera. Mm, so that's later. true. We do we do see the separation of uh, Pepper and Tony at the gala when he's talking to Christine. So yeah, so um they have their dance, their awkward little dance, awkward for Pepper and not for Tony. Because <laughs> nothing's awkward for Tony ever. No, never. Um, and then the uh she asks him to get a martini, extra dry, extra olives, and extra something else, or extra fast is what he says. Mm-hmm. And then Christine Everhart shows up. Right. And as I say later in the movie, he completely forgets about Pepper. Oh, poor Pepper. But um, Christine 
talks to him about uh, the weapons. The weapons, which is where we discover that Stain's been basically tricking him, and that leads to when his confrontation outside on the front yeah, steps yeah, with Stain. We find out Stain is evil. Yes, if um, you didn't know from his beard and his hair <laughs> being switched, <laughs> he didn't put his face on correctly, so I know he's evil. <laughs> but we do, we do learn then that. Uh, Stains basically negated him from making any decisions in the company when he thought, when Tony thought he was going to handle dealing with the board. Mm -hmm. What he did instead was get him out of it. Yeah. Which then puts Tony in the position of fixing it. Which. Uh, Yeah. Was, do you think the Ten Rings attack on Golmira is in retribution for Tony escaping? I don't know. Uh, I don't know why they would. I, I mean,. Unless they knew exactly where Yinsen was from, I don't understand why they would care. I think it was just a random attack. Yeah, it could have just been one of those things that they it just, do. I think it was just happenstance, and especially that Tony found out that's where they were attacking, and he knew where Yinsen was from. Yeah. I think that's what triggered that, but I don't think I don't think the Ten Rings knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I think if they had attacked any other town, they would have probably been fine. Tony might have been a little disgruntled about it, especially after finding out things, but if it hadn't been Galmira, I don't think he would have headed straight there. Yeah. So, um, he goes home and he suits up. Yep. Oh, one of the coolest <laughs> scenes right? of this movie. Oh, so pretty. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, we, we, I mentioned in the last episode how much I wanted to build a Jarvis. I even more would love to build an Iron Man suit. I'm sure I would kill myself throughout the process. <laughs> so, Unless you, so you do not have you might armor. Have, you might, if you made that, the movie's about you. <laughs> at that point, yes. But I have no idea what I'm doing at that point. Right. Uh, there's so much I don't I'll know I'll give you about. a hint. Don't try 10%. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure my 10% would be way less than his 10%. Right. Mm. So, um... My favorite part of any superhero movie, it usually appears at the beginning of their second movie, mm-hmm. but this part shows up in the middle of his first, is a superhero just being a superhero. There's no villain, he's just fighting crime or fighting the bad guys. Mm-hmm. That's what this scene is. This is the coolest Iron Man has ever been and will ever be is in this scene, right. in my opinion. Because all he does is fight bad guys. And even I, you all... know what? I, I may have to disagree with you a little bit here. Because wait, wait, wait. Even... Not Tony Stark. Okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> the coolest Tony Stark is, is when he goes up against Loki in his bar. Uh, I think I, 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 as much as I love Loki, I'm sorry. I think Iron Man 3 takes it here when he makes the makeshift weapons that he this takes into the compound. Okay. There, there are cooler Tony Stark scenes. Yes. But there are no cooler Iron Man scenes Very, so far. Okay, I will agree with you on that one. And I agree, because part of that is, this is early days. Again, like I was saying, all he's doing is fighting bad guys. Mm-hmm. In later scene, in later movies, he's fighting bad guys and making witty comments. Yes. Right. While awesome, that is, and entertaining it is to watch, it's not just a cool, badass type of thing. Right. Yeah. So, um, the tank that shoots him out of the air. <laughs> is that a lucky shot, or is that an awesome aim? Oh no, I think that's a lucky shot. Well, that because, has to be lucky. Well, yeah, because it's the, the next sh- rings. well, it's the next shot. He's on the ground, and the next shot misses him. He's like, he goes over his shoulder, yeah, well, and he then he shoots his little missile, <laughs> which, which the also, tank buster missile, <laughs> which was so awesome because he shoots the missile, just turns around and walks away. And the first thing going through my head at that point is yeah. just. Cool guys don't look at explosions. Right? Well, you don't need to look. Well, you know where he That combined with the moment right before that, after the um, tank shell hits him and he falls out of the air, and he just climbs out of the um, hole, <laughs> just like, oh, you messed up. <laughs> uh, you you screwed up. We're back to that monster movie again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, these guys, uh, all the terrorists, they use human shields. And it's like, oh, I guess I guess I have to aim instead of just destroying everything. Right. But, oh, they're dead. <laughs> No, it was. Yeah, I have to agree. I think that's a be- one of the best Iron Man scenes for just his capabilities and what he can do. Mm-hmm. Because you get the little bits of the other things he has in the armor besides just the repulsors. Yeah, you don't really get that again until the end of Iron Man Two. Yeah, when he's fighting when, all the and drones. even then, it's it, you get a little bit of it, but it's still a lot of the repulsor action. Yeah, this you get. Hey, I have this. Hey, I have this. Hey, have this, and he doesn't like he uses the repulsors, but it's not as much as the other stuff. Yeah. So um, he leaves. 
Right. Heads home. Or starts to head home. <laughs> starts to head home. And he gets spotted by the F-22s, the jets. Uh, I thought he got spotted by the military and they scrambled the F-22s. Okay. He gets he gets spotted. Yes. <laughs> and Rhodey calls him because he knows something's up. I thought he called Rhodey. No, Rhodey calls him. Oh, okay. All right. And a bad liar. <laughs> He's so terrible. <laughs> Tony's like... Oh, uh, uh, he's driving, driving. He's driving with, with the top down. down. No, he's he's going on a run, and then he's driving with his top down. But no, he's driving to being on the run, which is why he's out of breath. But why is he out of breath if he's driving to? It's just like he's a terrible liar. You think well, he's he'd be under a, a little bit of pressure? He's got the F twenty twos following well, him. Not only that, he's never really had to lie because he's probably gotten away with everything before. He's yeah. never had to this lie. This is a little it. outside of his bounds. So yeah. yeah, he probably just says the truth all the time, and it just works out for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, F twenty two, they try to take him down, right? Mm-hmm. And Tony calls back Rhodey, and when Rhodey's phone rings. It's the 1960s cartoon um, theme song to Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Which makes me think, Tony got his idea from the Iron Man Institute from the 1960s cartoon that appeared in the sh- in their universe. Accepted. Headcanon. Headcanon. It does make sense. It yeah. Sense. Or is there just another movie with, or a TV show with this song? Or is it just like a generic ringtone that pops up? In their universe, oh, it's all funny. different theme songs from different movies, movies different songs. MCU movies. Right. I don't know. Anyway, so he basically gets eventually the he t- takes down one of the jets, doesn't he? <coughs> that like not intentionally, <coughs> one of the jets goes down and the uh, guy ejects. Well, yeah, uh, he holds onto the bottom of the um, plane, mm-hmm. and he realizes the bottom plane, so it starts spiraling to get him off, mm-hmm. and the suit crashes through the jets, mm-hmm. which. The Jets' code name is Whiplash 1 and Whiplash 2, which Whiplash is the villain of the next movie. Right. So, I don't think it's connected at all, but I just made a note of that. No, I'm just laughing about the press conference later that happens afterwards. Yeah. It was a training accident. Well, You're yeah. full of crap. That's what you are. Well, yeah, it's... Uh, Rhodey's a bad liar, too. Mm-hmm. So apparently, if you're going to be a semi-superhero, you need to apparently be good at lying. Or don't have a secret identity. That's true. Which is what they cover in these. Mm -hmm, Which is where we hit the end of the movie for that one. Yeah, because that is kind of part of the plot line. Because he's kind of hiding it throughout most of the movie, right? And then, yeah, not until the end where he just says, I am Iron Man. Well, he he, he hides it from Rhodey for a little bit. Mm -hmm. He hides it from Pepper for a little bit. Until she walks in on him. Yeah, I mean, chill. And then you can't lie to get out of this one, even if he could lie effectively. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, so he gets back, and then what? We get the... Well, we get... um, Ro- uh, Not Rody. Pepper and Tony's argument about going on the next mission mm-hmm. where she tries to quit. Right. Where Pepper cares more about Tony's well-being than anything else. Yes, she wants him to stay alive. Um, I don't know if that's selfishly motivated or if she actually does care about him at this point because they're not in any form of a relationship. I mean, they were no, flirting. Yeah, they, they but care I feel about like each other. I feel like they care about each other, but I think it's more selfishly motivated so that she still has a job. I honestly... No, she is not because she's about to quit. She doesn't care about the job. She'd rather quit than see him be hurt. She cares about Tony, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I mean, all of that flirting is, for the most part of the movie, kind of friendly flirting. It's really mm-hmm. not towards the end yeah. that they talk a bit more romantically flirting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Why, I can't, I didn't write this down. Again, I can't remember. Why does Tony send Pepper to the, um... To get to... the documentation about Obadiah Stain. Yeah, he needs to he, prove that he was actually selling the weapons. Oh, selling the weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he needs some files, incriminating evidence, all that stuff he was skipping over when he just flew out to that other country. Yeah, and because yeah, Tony's I mean, been locked out by the board, he can't yeah, okay. show up, and therefore he needs Pepper to do it. Yeah, so uh, at the same time, to- uh, Stains in Afghanistan? Sure. Mm. Talk- talking to the Ten Rings, right? And remember, he paralyzes them and takes all the, um, the suit stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I thought that was during some other part. Well, so there's some back and forth, and I I'm, I took horrible notes during this part of the movie, so now I'm trying to remember. <laughs> after so, after 
Iron Man's amazing scene in Golmira. I was just so entranced with the movie. I did. <laughs> exactly. Right. But but we know that Steen gets a hold of the, at least the blueprints and the prototype suit mm-hmm. that Tony built. Uh, and he kills the ten rings, basically. He, like, kills what's left of them. Yeah. Except for, does he kill Rosa? No, well, he leaves him, he leaves him paralyzed. Right. He but... kills the rest of the people. I don't know if they kill Rosa. You hear gunfire, but it might just be the rest of the people. Right. Or... We never know if Roz is dead, so yeah, they well, have the potential to bring him yeah, back. But I'm like, I understand why that paralyzer tech is not the best thing for, obviously, to fall in the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. But that seems like an amazing, non-lethal way to take right. people out. Why did the military say no to that? Right? I agree. That that seems silly, because it, 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 it put Tony out of commission for yeah. a good little while. Yeah, he, he says, like, crawl an hour his... or something like that. Yeah. But it's like, temporary paralysis is, like, an amazing... In a time where... There's... And the only thing that was stopping it from getting stained was, like, earplugs, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was a, well, it was special. They glowed, so it's, like, special type of earplugs that mm. goes with that tech, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, the usefulness, not just, you know, military. I mean, even, you know, um, law enforcement scenarios, yeah. right? That's yeah, great. You know, that would people be great, are yeah. arguing, someone has a weapon, you know, play it, and there you go. Now they're... Yeah, and I feel like Tony, or even if it's not Tony, someone in the MCU would have this tech. Right. Oh, definitely someone at S.H.I.E.L.D. should have that somewhere. Yeah. That Colton. should be around, yeah. <laughs> um, it wouldn't need to taser people. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pepper... So, Pepper goes back to the offices. Right. Stain, in his super-duper-duper duper jet, comes back to America in time. <laughs> but before... Um, before that, that he, she finds the kidnap video. Yeah, the, the, with the, the most amazing translation app right? ever. Because it even translates with the same accent as the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and all she has to do is type translate. Yeah. There's not no clicking any buttons. Right, apparently nothing. Tony... Per- why is he not selling that? How um, much money would he well, make off of he, that? He does have $12 billion. That might be technology that the military no, has. No, I was pretty sure that was all tech, all, all government contracts. I don't think the translation software was... If, we, if it was, we'd see more of it. Well, so I have a note about this. <clears throat> Let me read this word for word. Woo! More Hollywood computer UIs. God, how I hate them. <laughs> well, it's true. Hollywood doesn't understand how computers work. No. That's true. I mean, earlier, I had another note that I decided not to bring up earlier. Uh, we had a scene where Tony was typing uh, something on a computer. He was basically typing on glass, which is a horrible feedback mechanism mm-hmm. for typing. Yeah, yeah it is. Those keyboards have existed, and I don't know if you've used them, but I've used them, and I hate every one of them. <laughs> All right. So, she goes there. Stain finds Tony at the mansion? Yeah, uh, well... Is that happening simultaneously? It has to be, right? Yeah. Uh, Stain. No. Pepper gets the information. Oh, that's right. And Stain finds out that she um, got it. She got the information. Mm-hmm. So Pepper leaves with a hero of our story, Agent Coulson. Right. <laughs> and Stain goes to uh, Tony's house. Right. That's. He beats her. Like oh, wait, that. not yet. He goes to the other office and says, our line of the movie. They can't build the um, arc mm-hmm. reactor. Like, Tony can build the arc reactor We're in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> I'm not Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nobody's Tony Stark. Except for Tony Stark. So then he goes to um, the place, and he's got his... Um, Custom built right. arc reactor You're remover that things? looks like a claw. Well, it looks like the thing that Loki uses to scan the eyes in Avengers. Ooh, you're it's right. It does. I don't know if that was a scan, by the way. Well, the eye was still moving. I remember that. I was like, he's still alive. But there's neither here nor there. Why does he have that arc reactor? How? How how long you can't did the guys who just said I'm not Tony Stark and they cut away it's like I'm not Tony Stark but I have a way for you to steal the arc reactor out of his chest yeah no that makes no sense unless they were using it for something else and it just happened to fit the right shape that it makes no sense for him to have it a that quickly or b at all because he didn't show him the the, like he didn't want to show him the the arc reactor Mm -hmm. so a how would we get the measurements. I 
Oh, you could get the rib measurements because you have the original suit and you know the size of the hole. Oh, that's true. You could have done that. Yeah. So, um, Stain does the thing that a lot of villains do for no reason. Exposition. Tells him, tells him his entire plan and then leaves him to die assuming everything's going to work out fine. Right, yep. No, why don't you? Which makes me assume that for villains, that happen, That works out a lot for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it must be. It must work out all the time. Yeah, except, the, except for when we, when we see it. <laughs> because we're following the heroes. We're not following the villain's story. Exactly. Right. Yeah. All right, so he goes and steals the arc reactor after paralyzing Tony, which then Tony's forced to crawl down to the lab to retrieve the one that Pepper memorialized Through, for. possibly through glass, right? because he oh, shattered all those windows. Did. Who knows how, it's been, it's been less than a day. I don't think anyone's been down there to clean it, because I know Tony didn't clean it. I yeah. know Pepper's not putting up with this <laughs> So she didn't clean it. Yeah. Uh, no, so he crawls down and gets luckily he he doesn't get a hold of it i think either dummy or one of the other yeah, robots dummy to the rescue yeah, yeah dummy to the rescue which again dummy so i had a thought about that hmm. so he's gone he's dying he's crawling on all fours just trying to get to it and then he doesn't make it right, right. he's he's basically given up at that point he, like he can't reach it because he's close close he's like inches away and then the robot just kind of shows it like oh i see you're trying to Get well here. I'll hand it to you. Mm-hmm. So now I have a few more questions about the AI running that robot. <laughs> yes. Did it recognize that Tony was dying, or did it just recognize that Tony couldn't reach a thing? I think it recognized Tony couldn't reach a thing because Dummy does a lot of things that are more childlike in his programming, especially with the with going back to the uh, testing out the Iron Man suit. D- Tony threatens is like if you spray me with that fire extinguisher yeah. one more time, I'm donating you, you to just... co- to community college. Yeah. So, so here's my next question: How much do we see that robot again? I didn't even know they had names before we started talking. In I knew podcast. I knew Dummy. I okay, didn't know about you right, yeah, or yeah. what's the other one's name? Butterfingers. Butterfingers. Okay. okay. Do Do we see that one Dummy in later movies? Uh, yes. yes. Dummy comes back. He gets a dunce cap at some point. Yeah, and he's the only Dummy's the only one he saves in the end of Iron Man three because he leaves with one arm. He doesn't leave mm-hmm. with three arms. Which means Tony probably remembers Dummy well, saving his life. Well, it's possible that he moved you and Butterfingers into the one of the other places he has. Because I know yeah. we don't really see you and Butterfingers in the rest of the Iron Man movies. It's possible he moved him either into the tower or one of the other mansions he has. Okay. Yeah. But, um, what was your point about Tony? Oh, I was just wondering if Tony, like, well, so... When I was writing this down, I didn't remember if we saw those robots anywhere else. So I was thinking, oh, maybe Tony was, like, so grateful he gave him his own island for the robot to just oh, God. tropical island. <laughs> no, no, no. Dummies I'm is, guessing that. Dummies Dummies is his first, crea- uh, first robotic creation at, at 16. Uh, so he, it, again, it's like his child. He keeps him around. Yeah. So um, During Stane's paralyzing of um, Tony and stuff, where's uh, Jarvis? Right? Jarvis has complete He's got complete control. security control. Why was can't did, call nine one one? Well, a how did a if Jarvis isn't running, how did Stain disable him? There's so, does he have a security code clearance? I don't think it's, I would assume so. I mean, it sounds like Obadiah Stain's known enough as a friend right, to but just get in. By that point, Tony would have already known that Stain was was at least selling the stuff. Why would he continue to give him the clearance? Well, we also know from Iron Man 3 that he doesn't turn on any kind of security mechanisms after uh, insulting a terrorist on live TV. That's true. So, Though, to be fair, that terrorist blew him up with a... I don't... With a... Well, it a was missile a, of some sort well, from a, missile, a helicopter. A missile from a helicopter that is a scra- disguised as a TV helicopter. Again, he probably would have had... Should have had some better security But why would he... Measures. Why would he have had that sort of security measure for being attacked from the air? It's a mansion. I, I don't... I don't foresee that one going on very well, but that's yeah. mine. He does have a lot of Iron Man suits, automated suits. But anyway, that's, that's yeah. a later conversation. Back to this one. Uh, we don't really know how much Jarvis does uh autonomously right yeah. i mean that i think Tony l- could have had to say do something yeah i think later he begins a lot more autonomous. yeah i think so maybe after after stain's attack on him he tony after, reprograms after to make him more autonomous mm-hmm. to be like hey uh we need to fix this now, i don't know about iron man 2 but iron man 3 jarvis is controlling all those suits mm-hmm. so he can do a lot more stuff by mm-hmm. himself yeah. that's true 
All right, so I think that's the end of it. We hit the we hit the reinstallment of the arc reactor because Dummy gave it to him. That's yep. there. So. I think that's most of my notes. That's it for me. All right, All great. Right. So, uh, with that said, this was we'll... the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Iron Man Part Two. This is us signing off. Makes you feel he's a cool exec with a heart of steel.